Asia Tech Podcast. Voice of the Asian Tech Ecosystem. Hi, this is Neville J. McKenzie at the Asia Tech Podcast Studio. Artificial intelligence is one of the hot topics of the moment. And today we are lucky to have in the studio Vaishag Vishvanathan, who'll take us through his startup's idea on AI-powered chatbots for recruiters. Asia Tech Podcast. Find out more at atp.show. Hi, I'm Neville J. McKenzie at the ATP Podcast Studio. And today my guest is Vaishag Vishwanathan, who is the co-founder and CTO of Impress AI. So Vaishag, can you introduce yourself? Thank you, Neville. Uh, so I'm Vaishag. I'm the co-founder and CTO of Impress.ai. Impress.ai is an AI-powered productivity tool for enterprise recruiters to screen, interview, and shortlist candidates in real-time at scale. Uh, personally, my background is as a researcher. I did my PhD at NTU in AI and complex systems. And after that, I worked as a research fellow leading a team working on city-scale traffic simulations. And I quit that to work on Impress in 2016, and that's what I've been doing since. So can you tell me what problem are you trying to solve with your startup? So hiring in general and recruitment is a painful and frustrating process. It's frustrating both for the candidates and for the, for the recruiters. For the candidates, what happens is they don't really know what exactly to talk about in their application. They provide a generic resume and a cover letter. If they're lucky, they may hear back from the recruiter asking for a little more information. And if not, they may just not hear back. And the other thing is they don't even have an avenue for asking about uh, asking more about the job, learning more about it to know whether they're suitable or not. On the recruiter side, they, are, they like to deal with people. They are HR. But at the same time, they are not able to tackle this problem because of the sheer scale of the number of people who apply to them. And because of that, they're forced to come up with suboptimal shortcuts, like coming up with ideas like, Let's filter them based on the GPA. Let's filter them based on just their resume in some way. Or let's put them through these kind of coding assessments and other things, which may not really uh, be what they want, but they're forced to put these artificial filters because they can't uh, give a fair process to every candidate that applies. So what we aim to do with Impress.ai is tackle this problem so that every candidate gets a fair chance and... uh, yeah, even if they're rejected or shortlisted, they're at least done so for the right reasons. So your startup or this product is aimed at what, large companies, small companies, SMEs, or who, who's the product for? It's aimed at enterprises mostly. As of now, we've been selling to enterprises and we work with 15 of the largest enterprises in Singapore. But uh, it's not just for them, it's for anyone who doesn't have the time for recruitment. So we use it for our own hiring as well because... Uh, it, it helps automate the whole recruitment process, helps you collect the information so that you make, you don't lose out on good candidates. So, yeah. Okay, so um, let's have a look at uh, one of the slides here. Um, and you can just tell us what's going on. So the smart eight, oh, is that, is that slide two? Some, yeah, common recruitment pain points. Can you just take us through that? Yep, yep. So. Uh, this mentions so the reason why I talked about both enterprises and uh, small companies having it. So one of the major problems is the high volume of applicants. It's when you have a large amount of applicants that companies are forced to come up with these funnels where they filter out candidates uh, much earlier than they need to be. 
and the other process is that administering these uh, test uh, tests to candidates so let's see you have a process where you need to test them on coding assessments or behavior tests and stuff and tr traditionally they need to actually manually log into another platform uh invite these candidates in for the test make sure they get the correct scores and then log into another platform invite them to that test and there's just a lot of overhead for it so they can't think about actually administering this to every candidate that applies so the manual handoffs between the different stages of the recruitment process and the high volume are actually related problems that big enterprises have the second point that happens is uh, qualified candidates get overlooked uh, because of this because in the earlier stages before they get to actually give um, give a description of their skills or why they are suitable for the job they actually get filtered out as well so this is a problem um, that's there mostly at the big enterprise that we're working about where they deal with this large scale and they don't know how fairly to deal with all of them so your solution, um, I think we can look at slide four to see the solution. Is that right? Yeah. Sure. yeah. Let's have a look at slide four. So, so this is the workflow for the AI. Yep, yeah. yep. So what you see on the left is the traditional process that is there. We uh, start off with a few hundred candidates who come through the screening and then each process of the funnel, more and more candidates are getting filtered down. So that uh, the... The part about this in each of these processes, it's actually there are a lot of touch points and the recruiters are actually uh, having to spend a lot of effort on this and they don't get to spend time on the valuable part of interacting with the candidates. So our solution, what it does is we have a chatbot, an AI-powered chatbot that sits on the application screen and takes the candidate through the whole application process. So this includes the initial information gathering, getting their resume, parsing the information based on this asking some screening questions. And then, uh, depending on the criteria that's configured by the company, asking, uh, taking them through the different assessments that are there. So the coding assessments, behavior assessment, or cognitive tests, all of these things, depending on what the company needs, the bot actually takes them through all the processes. And the candidates don't have this waiting time at all for this. They can actually take it at their own time and uh, keep going through the process. At the end of this, they can also ask any questions that they have about the job, and the bot actually answers these questions for them. On the recruiter side, it's not just that we dump the whole transcript to them, like, okay, now look at the uh, look at this transcript and choose the one that you like. We actually create a profile for each candidate on the different competencies and the skills that they have. And as the recruiter interacts with the system and shortlist candidates, the system learns from the kind of candidates that they're choosing and floats up new candidates for them. So the system's AI is sort of baked into the system itself. So the way uh, once you rate a candidate, the system uh, learns from that. When you answer a candidate's query, you can choose for the system to learn from that so that if another candidate asks the same question, the bot actually responds to this from there. So as they interact with this platform further, it's automating more and more and making it more efficient for them. So an example, like so one of the banks that we worked with there, um, the time for, that a recruiter spends on the average uh, candidate for just before shortlisting them, before doing this, went down from about a week to about 30 something minutes per candidate because now they just had to review this the system was automatically evaluating even the results from these tests based on the criteria that they wanted for the candidates again the application process was going down from more than a week where they wouldn't even know how their application was going to a process that they actually managed to finish in less than 30 minutes of which 12 minutes were actually for doing one cognitive test but other than that uh, it's a much smoother quicker process as well so you mentioned that they get asked a question. What form would the question be 
it's just free text questions. So you can ask questions like, what are my working hours going to be like? What is the culture in the company that I'll be working at? Or even things like, how long will you take to process my application? And the system uh, understands it. So we use the natural language processing, which converts these uh, the text into something that we can match against. And it answers the queries for the candidate. Now, a problem with this is that the system may not be able, able to answer every question. So a key part of our user experience is that the, the bot smoothly hands over to a recruiter who gets an email and gets notified about this. And as soon as they answer this question, they have an option to get the system to uh, learn this as well. So does the bot um, look at the CV? At what stage? Uh, so it it's... So the bots for us are completely customizable. So we either have the uh, CVs right in the beginning if we want to use that as a criteria for some of the questions, or we might have it right at the end because CV submission is one of the drop-off points. Because the, uh, when we talk about the bot, the reason why we have a chat bot is to make the application process as easy as possible. So you're in the MRT, you see a job, you click apply now. You can actually go through the whole interview process on your mobile itself. So, sorry, getting back to the um, point about the... CV, yeah. uh, it, it, in the cases where it's right in the beginning, we actually customize the interview according to what is detected there. So for example, let's say the candidate shows certain leadership skills already in their resume. Then we might skip a leadership test because the keywords or whatever that were there or the key experiences that they had there already suggest that they have leadership experience. Now, in case they don't have leadership experience, they're not filtered out like in traditional ways. Instead, we administer a leadership test to them and then if they pass that, they get to go through the test. So the the interview evolves for the candidate itself or adapts for the candidate itself based on their resume and their answers. So it's sort of like an automatic interview um, without actually applying for an interview. E Is that sort of? So, so the, you you, are, you you see the job, you are interested in the job, and then you start by asking questions: Can I apply for this job? And then the bot comes into action and then starts asking a series of questions and then gradually moves you along the process or do you yeah, yeah. So, so the the just the first step was slightly different you don't ask for can i apply for the job oh. it's just like you click on the apply so it's just think of a traditional job page yeah and we are embedded in the page of sorts so traditional job page you click apply now our bot pops up and says yeah. hi there hi neville you're looking to apply for this job uh, would you like to know more before you get started? And then the bot proceeds to, so if you want, it, there's generally either a video about the company or what the role is about. So you get to ask a little information, get that information. And then you can say, okay, I'd like to proceed now. Once you click that, uh, the bot starts taking you through the process, which might be a resume at first or asking you for some information, like, are you resident here? Would you be interested in this kind of job? So you've done podcasts before, what kind of podcasts have you done? So these kind of experiences, details of it, uh, it asks that. And then depending on how it's configured, it might have later stages where there are more tests. So it takes you through the whole process as soon as you start uh, chatting with it. Okay, so let's have a look at another slide. Let's have a look at slide slide four here. Can we bring that slide four up? Oh, sorry, so slide five. Yeah, so yeah. this is talking about the ways in which the companies can uh, customize the interviews, the different things that we uh, integrate into that automated workflow. So the key thing here is we are trying to uh, we are trying to optimize the process for uh, for every company that's possible and they can create a customized bot very quickly. And so what we do is we have our own 
uh, competency assessments. These are IO psychology based questions that ask a particular scenario. What would you do in this particular scenario? Get the answers and help rate the candidates' competencies based on that. Besides these domain specific uh, uh, assessments for technical and uh, the competency assessments, we also partner with other companies. So we have a video interview partnership that does. So if you have a section of the interview that's a video interview, uh, we integrate with those as well. We also partner with companies that administer psychometric assessments and coding tests in a coding environment so that the whole process itself is integrated. So how we go about this is we go to the company, we have a requirements gathering talking about what exactly is their workflow like. In general, we recommend the ones that we partner with already because it makes it easier for them. But we have a platform through which these integrations are made easier. We have an API that makes it easier to integrate with third-party assessments that companies are using. So we identify these partners that are popular as of now in Singapore because we have mostly been uh, selling in Singapore, but we are now uh, expanding regionally. And so we are looking at other partners as well who we fit into the platform. So think of it as like uh, you're getting Lego blocks as the, uh, as the company. Uh, okay, I want this piece, a resume piece. I want a coding assessment piece. I want a cognitive assessment. And we have a, all these APIs that are already inbuilt and they construct their custom interview and... Uh, so uh, all these pieces are there and we we have this sort of marketplace of uh, assessments that go into it. So um, you're currently um, in a growth stage. So how long have you been um, a, a startup? How long have you been working as a startup? Um, so we, okay, we started building the product. So I, I quit my research job and started building it in uh, August of 2016. January 2017 is when we actually started so we had some pilots in 2016 as well. 2017 is when we started properly selling the projects to companies. Uh, for most of 2017, we were a five-person team of three to five-person team, three of us co-founders, and we had one to two other people. Uh, we started raising around the end of uh, 2017, and now we've like we recently announced that we closed our pre-series around of like 1.2 million. And with both the funds and the revenue that we've been getting, we have expanded to a team of 20 right now so now things are uh much more scalable and we are growing right now so my the problems that i deal with these days are different from uh like how do i build this feature in the platform or how do i build that to how do i get my team to optimally go towards uh, that so who's been investing in you so our main the lead investor in our round was this japanese vc called riapra um they and besides that we have uh group of angel investors from from the region so from different backgrounds in general we uh, so the, the riapra vc itself the main uh, um they have a background in recruitment so they started off as a recruitment so is the main vc's uh background is as a recruitment agency and so he saw a similar story in us as well uh of uh three co-founders are very passionate about it and he's seeing that there is a chance for an impact. So that's how and how much did they invest? They invested half a million. Half a million. And how long will that see you through? Uh so altogether we have one point two million that we we know will last us till the um mid to end of next year. Mid of next year. We are planning to start uh raising for a planning planning a story for a series around uh for like starting by the end of the year of sorts. Okay. So what challenges have you faced? in your business, in growing your business, in developing your business? Uh, we faced, uh, 
I mean, with the start of the thing is the ch- kind of challenges that we face changes with the times. So in general, in our company, we have the sort of uh, structure where there are three of us co-founders, me, Sudh and Amrit. So Sudh is the CEO and he deals with uh, sales and business and stuff. So you talk to him, you'll get a lot more about the challenges on that side. Amrit faces the clients and he deals with customer success and making sure the companies are happy. I deal with the product and the technology and my problems and challenges are related to that. So over the... Uh, over the last uh, couple of months since I've got this team that I like uh, built in both India and Singapore, one of my biggest challenges is about um, about uh, getting the tech machine running of sorts in the sense that uh, getting less and less involved so that I work on the strategy part of things. And also a key part I'm realizing is it's not just about building products and shipping out features. It's... Uh, it's a bunch of young, hungry developers who have trusted a very significant part of their life with us. And so for me, it's also about making sure that their goals and their alignment, their, uh, so they're not just executing tasks, but they have certain goals as well and to help them uh, along in that vision. So when we get these uh, younger developers, what happens is they think, they sometimes tend to think in terms of, or they're forced to think in terms of exactly executing co- uh, executing the exact code or task that's there because you have a lot of work as a startup and there's always tasks to do. But one of the things that I'm trying to build and we're trying to build is uh, this culture of uh, learning and making sure the people are evolving as well. And that's very crucial for a tech company because we need all these ideas that come in and we need people to be independent and raising those ideas rather than just executing the things. Because if it's just ideas coming from two people and that's being forced on the company, it we can't keep up. We we need this to happen. So like one of my personal targets is that we hear people talk about like, yeah, I'm an ex-Uber, I'm an ex-Facebook, I'm an ex-Google guy. And I want them to talk about being an ex-Impress AI guy and with the same kind of pride that, yeah, that was a part where I grew and I became this. Uh, so you, you mentioned that you um, recruited you, you you use your own system to recruit. So what percentage of your team have been recruited using your own system? Uh, as of today, that would be about 60, 70%. So, okay, of the 20 people, uh, eight, okay, 10 people in India, 8 people were through the system. In the Singapore team, about 5 of the 10. So the most senior hires did not go through the system and the earlier hires did not go through the system because it wasn't at that level of maturity yet. But all the recent hires that we've had in the last six months have gone through our system itself. And do you find um, an improvement in the type of candidate you've been getting? I find an improvement in my process itself. So my one of my personal issues with like developer profiles that I get was that I see the skill uh, that's there. Like people say that they know Python or they know JavaScript or they say they've built a website before. But I don't know details about the project. And what would happen in the interviews earlier when I used to do it purely based on the resume was that I would call them down, I would talk to them, and within about five minutes or so, once they've told about those two, three keywords that was interesting to me, I know that they don't have the relevant experience to do it in that way. With this process that I have now, what happens is at least the relevant projects and the talking points, they have already been able to, uh, they've said that already. So one, on my side, I know uh, these people have the skills to do that. On their side, they love it because they are getting an idea of what exactly the role entails. Because when I ask them about a particular library or a particular skill, now they have a clearer idea that this is what I'm looking for. So the interview process itself, we are not starting from scratch where we don't know anything about each other and we need to do that before we get started. 
once we're getting started itself both of us know somewhat what we're talking about what we're looking for and that interview process itself becomes a lot more efficient so we're able to go through a lot more candidates and we don't have to just reject them based on like we can't go through them we can't we don't have the time to go through them so do you think the system is more suited to technical positions or positions that are more creative uh there isn't really that a particular vertical in which it is most used so i i use it for te- technical hiring my teammate uses it for uh, sales hiring the companies that we work with uh, so singtel uses it for their graduate program dbs uses for their wealth planning manager roles which are basically the bank sales kind of role so it's different roles uh, and it's just automating the whole process and making it easier and the parts where there are assessments whatever assessments are there we plug it into the system to make it automated so there's no particular vertical in which it is most effective but where there is generally a lot of demand is in the cases where there are uh in general the recruiters don't have enough time to go through uh, each candidate and they have a large volume so this can when they don't have enough time to go through it it can happen in two cases one you're having a large volume of candidates applying or two as a startup i don't have enough time to go through all of them so this also happens with recruitment agencies because they get a ro- lot of roles coming in and they need to respond to them quickly and satisfy the clients quickly and in these cases what happens is they they don't have the time to gather all the information and to talk to every candidate that applies so when we worked with a recruitment agency in uh, singapore in a 3 week period we deployed 30 bots for them on different kinds of roles so for them that was the part where they can create bots quickly and gather more relevant information than the resume so that when they are presenting this candidate to the company they're actually getting uh, more information on them and so what i'm getting at is the vertical itself doesn't matter as long as the problem exists the solution will help in, in that part so are there any skills that the recruiter needs to have because it it to me on the surface it would seem that it's possible that a recruiter if they don't ask the right questions could simply get yeah. candidates of a certain type and rule out perfectly good candidates um that could do as good a job or in some cases even better job but simply because um the last 10 years we've recruited this kind of candidate and mm. so we just need to find that kind of candidate yep yep so that that can happen so the basic requirement is that the recruiters need to know what competencies that they're looking for but the interesting part of the platform is that it gives you so one of the key things that we're proud of is we hide all kinds of bias from the platform so on the dashboard for example you don't see the name the background or gender of the candidate you just see the uh, the competencies that you chose and the scores on them so now one of the interesting parts of this and the way of shortlisting this is the company start realizing what are the competencies that they are actually selecting for once they shortlist these candidates and they look at it they realize okay i even though i chose that as a competency i'm really not making a decision based on that and the other part is parts of the platform also float up to them that there is an inconsistency between the ratings of different uh different recruiters in your team for the same answer so these kind of things what has happened for us with our customers is that once they start using the platform they start uh realizing themselves like how what are the competencies that we should be looking for so that's what a chatbot part platform where we can actually so traditional process like if you're doing an interview face to face at best you have notes that people have scribbled down and you're not able to analyze this once you do a chatbot based interview you're actually able to analyze it in detail that these are the points and the answers that were given and these were the decisions that you made and this gives them a chance to uh introspect and check whether 
those competencies are right and improve their processes as they go. So yes, the problem is there, but we have we help address that problem in a way as well. So your own background um, is it, are you a, have you always been in startups or were you in a corporate environment? Um, not a, so I was a researcher. I was an academic. I was on my way to become an academic. So I did a PhD and then a postdoc as well. I was uh, so my my co-founders had been working on a startup and I'd been working with them since 2013. But since 2013, as like weeknights and weekends and stuff, and I wasn't completely sure whether I wanted to be an academic or uh, an entrepreneur. Until, so why did you why did you choose to be an entrepreneur? Uh, a couple of things. One, the idea of Impress, it just uh, made me that excited and I felt there were a lot of things I could do there. The other part is the constant challenges and the, like it's different challenges every day and every stage and it's new lessons I'm learning every time. It Each day I'm out of my comfort zone in one way or the other. Uh, sitting on a podcast talking to you is something that I wouldn't have thought I yeah. would be doing some time back. So it gives me opportunities in ways to grow much quicker than academics would have. And the other part is also the seeing the impact immediately. In academics in general, whatever you work on, you see the impact maybe a decade later or something like that. What area you would have been an academic in? Uh, I was in... Um, crowd simulation so what i did was uh, i would read psychology papers and sociology papers and model how humans behave in a crowd and simulate how uh, how would an evacuation take place in an mrt station if there was some issue over there or if there is an event like like the thai poem festival that happens in singapore how would you how should the civil authorities go to handle it so simulating those kind of things was what i did my phd in and my postdoc in was modeling driver behavior and simulating uh, traffic. So all of this, um, a lot of the work, the work that had an impact was in the the software that I built that other people are using for their simulations. And some things about the findings that are there, which uh, it's like in academics, the thing is you make one finding that itself does not have an impact. It's a combination of like 10, 20 papers and maybe a few five, 10 years later when someone's able to see all the pieces together, they're able to see something in the real world that comes out of this. So do you, what's the connection between what you did as an academic and what you're doing now? It's the intel. So the, what I had to do in this, the modeling behavior or modeling traffic, it is very much a mix of a lot of fields of AI. It was creating intelligent agents, as they call the technical term, uh, that do these kind of things. So I had to program a human being that uh, did this or a car that would go from one source to the other and make decisions at these points. The chatbot is an intelligent agent. It is essentially making decisions at each point to see how to uh, how to proceed with the conversation uh, next. And so a lot of that expertise comes in and a lot of the knowledge of the machine learning goes into building the platform itself in that sense. The other part is just the fact of doing a PhD and it it gives you the same sense of like, okay, this is not getting anywhere and then having to fight through it and like, okay, so that helps as well. Okay, so let's have a look at another slide. Can we, um, I think, slide 13? Or maybe the one before, the team. Did you want to have a discussion of your team there? Uh, yeah, sure. So this is a slightly earlier slide. So this is the the core team as such. So I've yeah. already told about uh, Sudhanshu. Is a, this is a CEO. He deals with sales and business development. 
so Sudansh and Amrit were the two co-owners. We've been in the recruitment space for a while now. So with our earlier uh, company product, IDAT.co, we were helping companies hire for data scientists and stuff. And uh, Raj is our... He leads our sales efforts. He is a recruiter with a lot of experience and a very successful recruitment agency who's just... Uh, he just got so enamored with the idea of Impress that he's joined our team uh, full-time as well. Besides this, now we have uh, more, 16 more people which uh, who... We bring in, what I like about our team is the different backgrounds that everyone comes from. So we have two of us who are with a computer science AI background, some who are from with a lot of experience in recruitment, others who are in the marketing field and have that background. And that kind of uh, creates the environment that we need for the solution because we are integrating a lot of different things and changing how that the platform works. Yeah. So let's have a look at the next slide. Is that the... Um... Yeah, so how we are, uh, yeah, so this is about how we are different and the bot, like you you sort of hear that there are other bots that do recruitment or yeah. AI for recruitment is a term that you hear all the time. So how exactly are we different? It's in how scalable we are, as I said earlier about like being able to deploy bots within days. Uh, in the fact that it is automated. So we have a few step interview uh, creation process. As of now, we still do it through our delivery team where we gather the requirements and deploy it within a couple of days. But by the end of the by the end of the year, we are planning to have a self-service platform where you can just sign up on the platform and create your own custom bots. It's the the other part of the seamless is what I think I spend most of the time talking about about the seamless experience for the candidate yeah. and the recruiter to go through it. The fourth part is that it's completely customizable. So the bots that you see for one company is completely different in form from the other. And this customizability, we're not just talking about the different verticals. So one of the things that we are going to release in the next months is how we are actually even adaptable for different regions. So we are launching a Mandarin uh, bot for the platform as well uh, later so in the year. Mandarin, why, why Mandarin? Because there's a lot of demand over there. And so a lot of companies want to hire a lot in China. And, yeah. the, and the companies that we talk to have offices there or planning to expand there. And there is there is a lot of demand there and we have a developer in the team who can help us with that part as well. Because the the core technology can work uh, without language barriers. The hardest part in going to a different language is in understanding the context of the language and how it's spoken and those uh, kind of things which need to be put into the conversation structure in a way. And that's the part that we need those uh, speakers for which we are building. So in order to enter a market, all you need is a native speaker? Is that or Technologically speaking, yes. Yeah. But uh, What other issues would you have? Uh, well, with China, there are other issues about the firewall and about the starting the starting businesses there. In sense, so we need a partner there, which we are in the lookout for and stuff. Uh, in in other senses, the market itself is slightly uh, different, in the sense of so if it's purely a question of the languages in another region, it's just that we just need a native speaker who's in the team to configure it like that. But when we talk about challenges in that of going to another part. While it is customizable, people need recommendations and in order to sell to them, you need to know exactly how they're using the recruitment process. So in India, for example, there is a very huge hiring process where they go through the universities as such. So they need a slightly different flavor of the solution and a slightly different sales pitch in order to sell to them. While in Singapore, there is a different kind of uh, sales process as well. So in each of these markets, we need to know how the process is being used there so that we can recommend the right way to use it as well. Okay, is there anything else you want to add about your startup um, 
no, no I, I am not entirely sure <laughs> what to add. So in general, the we are looking for partners to join us in uh, in different ways. We uh, will be for one in the team itself. We are looking. We're constantly looking for good talent who can add to, who wants to join our vision and wants to grow with us. What kind of experience would that talent have? In general, right now we are looking for uh, versatile people in the sense, but mostly in the who can help us grow our business. So this includes helping scale our processes, making our customers successful. So we are looking for project management type people and people with some kind of a technical background linked to this as well, so that they get to they can handle both the technical and the business side aspect of it with a mix of that. So that's the kind of profile we are looking mostly for right now. The other kind of partners that we're looking for is for the platform itself, like assessments that we can uh, partner with. Or pe So the recruitment pro problem itself has a lot of pieces to it and we want to partner with other companies to solve this. Uh, for example, the sourcing part or the, the post hiring part about the onboarding and all of this. And by completing this loop, we can offer a much more uh, much better experience for the the recruiters involved, and so we are looking for partners that can help us build this ecosystem around it. Okay, Vaishag Vishwanathan. Um, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, how can they do so? They can connect with me on LinkedIn or Twitter. Uh, my, it's on Vaishag VT is the handle on uh, both the platforms. And we'll be putting your contact details in the show notes as well. So thank you very much, and we'll keep in touch. Thank you, Neville. You've been listening to Asia Tech Podcast. Find out more at atp.show.